crossbreed holsters, and listeners like you. Support the Urban Shooter Podcast. This is episode 117 of your Favor Righteous Podcast, coming up next. Seven inches from the midday sun I hear you whispering the words Melt everyone But you stay so cool My Mojaquita My Spanish Harlem Mona Lisa You're my reason My reason The step in my groove Forget about it Shooter Podcast, the podcast for law-abiding, fun-loving gun owners of the city. 
This show features how-tos, news, and political views on what's happening around the world and in your city related to the sports of shooting and protecting what's important to you. Your host is known as the Black Man with a Gun. He's a former U.S. Marine, federal firearms instructor, private investigator, counter-terrorist, public speaker, and web personality. He's been featured in two documentaries, Fox News, the BBC, the Washington Business Journal, Washington Times, Wall Street Journal, and here he is now to give power to the people, Ken Blanchard. A smooth trip to Tennessee. Ken shoots the 458 Winchester Mag, updated from a M1 Garand. McCann Industries, HeroGear.com. Oleg Volk, the great photographer. Jokes, news, and a new feature. The Answering Machine. Coming up after JW gives us our Pledge of Allegiance. Face the flag. Hand on your heart. Let's get started. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. One of the things I wanted to do after I started the Urban Shooter podcast was to use this as a vehicle to meet, talk, and encourage people to keep on fighting for what is right. You know, we all get to different points at different times in our life. The Urban Shooter podcast is the lubricant to help me get you there with a smile, with some wisdom and some insight. You see, my strength is human nature. When I was in the Marine Corps, we had in boot camp, there was usually three drill instructors. All of them were equally mean and all that. But the way they did it was they had one who would nip at your heels, one that would back that guy up. And then there was the senior drill instructor that was like like your dad, your godfather. He looked after the whole family. That's my role. I'm into the care and the feeding of those that fight for the right to keep and bear arms. I understand that better than most. I want to help you deal with difficult people, help you see the positives in this dark world, and occasionally make you laugh and not take everything so serious. You know, you can operate in condition yellow, orange, and red for so long, and you'll go nuts. You need a little levity. Add to that life, marriage, financial, baby issues, and just general life, and you'll have a mess. Believe me, I'm a survivor. I know. So, here I am for you, your friend and brother from a different mother, your online buddy that gets it. I will listen. I will read your emails. I will answer. I'm built for it. It's in my DNA. And it's probably why I was called as a pastor. And it's a fine line because I'm also a pirate. And I got to watch my own nature at times. But that's a whole nother podcast. This week, I got a chance to try out my hand at a road trip. My vision was to travel once a month somewhere and do meetups, meetings, and events to meet you, learn with you, laugh, and share some stuff. Well, my first actual move outside of the city happened just past weekend. Now, that would be easier to do if I wasn't working two jobs, Um, but I use Facebook, Twitter, Ning, and KenBlancher.com and the forum on the Gun Rights Radio Network to keep in touch with you. And I love it. To date, 
I have about 1,700 monthly downloads of the Urban Shooter podcast, about 510 Facebook folks, and about 200 Twitter friends. And I didn't use any robot programs to get anybody either. They're all people that I talk to constantly. And I'm glad. I know some podcasts boast a whole lot more or a whole lot least or less. I'm glad for you. I'm glad you're listening, wherever you are. On the trolley, on the subway, in your car, at work. Thanks for rolling with a brother. Well, my first road trip was to Nashville, Tennessee. You know Nashville, home of country music. Major music recording and production center for everything country and western. Well, that wasn't why I went. I'd never been there. And I wanted to go. Two, I had about 48 hours that I could use and the first weekend in June to disappear sounded like a good thing to do. And plus, the most importantly, the famous, the humble, and the extremely nice Oleg Volk invited me down. Now, he said he was going to take some photos and just that alone was a reason for me to come. Um, I was a little afraid because I had never been there, didn't know where I was going, blah, blah, blah. I learned some stuff about myself on this trip, too. So if you want me to come to your area, I might have a list for you. Now, he wanted me to stay a few days, and uh, I didn't have the heart to tell him that I didn't stay or couldn't stay as long as he wanted. But he invited me down to meet a great bunch of people, and the event was a -a one-of-a-kind, impromptu kind of thing that was arranged and organized by HeroGear.com. Now, this little private party was owned on some private property way up in the mountains, almost near Alabama, of southern middle Tennessee. And I got a chance to meet a host of new friends, folks from the high road, and some military and DOD people that brought everything from the American-made RPG, mortars, composite carbon fiber rifles, whole bunch of automatic stuff. And I got a chance to shoot one BFG, one big freaking gun by the name of a 458 Win Mag. It was converted, special deal from McCann Industries. And it was, a, as they call it, the 458 Magnum Garand. Take a normal M1 Garand and they convert this thing into a beast of a round and make it controllable. It's so sweet, I might have to get one. Um, there's nothing standing that can withstand that, that, that round, I'm going to tell you right now. Pushing out like 2,000 feet per second. Pretty nasty. Well, Nashville from Baltimore, Washington International Airport is not a long plane ride. Made it to the airport after three hours in traffic. It was pouring down raining pretty much like it is right now. So if my power goes out in a minute, I might lose this podcast. But uh, I got to get it before the wife gets home and cuts on the washer and the dryer because I'm still located in the basement under the washer and the dryer. And I've been gone all weekend and all my clothes are dark and she wants to wash the dark clothes tonight. Anyway, three hours in traffic. My back teeth were floating. My eyeballs were turning yellow. 
I had been in a car for three hours from my job to the airport. I ran into the place, did the electronic thing, got my ticket, registered that I was in the in the joint, ran to the gate, got to TSA. And of course, I tried to bring all new clothes traveling so I didn't have any like gun residue or ammo shells or anything in my pockets, which usually happens. But I still messed up. I forgot about that stupid three ounce rule with your liquids and lotions and stuff. I got this giant thing of Lotrimin. It's like a Lubriderm, whatever they call it thing. It's, it's, you know, body lotion. It didn't make it. They dug all up in my new 511 uh, tactical bag, pulled out this giant bag of lotion and said, uh, excuse me, sir, but um, you can't go with this. And I was already late. I knew the plane was probably boarding. So I had to sacrifice and go to Nashville ashy. The lady laughed and I kind of chastised her as I put my shoes back on, buckle my belt back. You know how they almost make you naked in TSA about how I was going to be ashy for the whole weekend. But I made it to the plane. I got on the plane. The plane was packed. Uh, my little bag barely fit, but it did, though. So I'm glad I took that versus the other um, big old nautical bag that I usually travel with with the roller wheels. It would never fit in all the crap that people had on the plane. And I walked to the back of the plane and squeezed between two beefy dudes. Never fails. It's kind of like if you're going to be late, you're going to sit in the middle of two big dudes. It's just it's just how it works. It's part of that Murphy's Law thing. Now, I think one of the things I still have to do some research on, and I'm probably going to have to glean on the pro arms podcasters for traveling um, with your firearms because I haven't done it without credentials and I'm kind of naked now that I'm straight civilian and don't have a uh, all the nifty stuff I used to have. All right. But after a pretty good night's sleep, I rented a car and drove about two hours down to a place called Round Cove, Tennessee. But before that, we got to Winchester, Tennessee, and I got a chance to see probably one of the best stores I've ever seen. Now, I know you think Ken says everything is good, but let me tell you, Hero Gear and Hero Guns out of Winchester, Tennessee. There's going to be some links um, to the site on UrbanShooterPodcast.com. And everything is not everything. This store was packed. You know how ammo is hard to find? They had ammo. I think they were short, maybe some 45 ammo because everybody in Tennessee packs a 45. But they had rifles, there was a couple of uh, 50 cows on the floor on tripods. I mean, the place was packed, had a huge room just for 511 gear. There was a police supply room. Um, there was a room for locks and stuff and safes, accessories, sporting junk, military gear. It's like my new favorite store. I wish it was like down the street. Now, I said it was great. Let me tell you it was not great. Just, just so you can get a reference. There's a, a range and a store about five miles from my house. It is the worst range in the entire United States. It's called uh, Maryland Small Arms Range. It's right off of Pennsylvania Avenue outside the district. It is horrible. It has the worst air. 
it is dirty. It has the same dust that was in there when I first went there maybe 25 years ago. Um, it hasn't changed. They have like new supplies. They add a few new military or police things. But the place is a pigsty. It's unhealthy. You have to wear a um, dust mask when you shoot. Uh, there is no safety. Once you go in there to the range, you're on your own. I had a drug boy pull a gun or attempt to threaten me that he's going to pull a gun. And I've probably talked about that already once, but uh, I didn't shoot him, but I came close. Uh, the place is just horrible. I've been in some bad shops and this has to be the one, the worst one in the world. But contrary to that, on the other side of the spectrum is HeroGear.com. That's Hero-Gear.com. And I'm a big fan. I'm going to tell you right now. Um, you'll be hearing a lot about Hero Gear if I can help it from now on. They had all the stuff. The Dan, JJ, and Joe Lundberg that owns the joint are great guys. Great guys. Well, 45 to 50 of us assembled about 8 o'clock at Hero Gear in Winchester, Tennessee. Now, Winchester is about that big and uh, the biggest thing in Winchester I think is this store uh, but we assembled there we waited there we talked there and then I met Oleg Volk and I got a couple of pictures of him taking pictures of other people and uh, everybody basically knew Oleg that's why we were there and then people came from Chicago Minneapolis California um, even met some folks from uh, the high road that you know, they're only in pseudo here. Got a chance to see who they were. And uh, from there, we did a caravan another 20 or 30 minutes up a mountain. And that was cool until my cell phone went out. And when we arrived at the private you know, place, it was like a 2,200 acres owned by this one guy that overlooked mountains. And Alabama was in a, in a distance. It was a beautiful place. I was scared. I ain't gonna lie. I had no cell activity. Nobody really knew where I was. I was a long way from home, Jack. And didn't have a firearm yet. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking. But luckily, everything went smooth. All the people that Oleg had invited were cool. And uh, I got a chance to shoot the 458 Magnum and a couple of other really cool things. And I just enjoyed the fellowship of being around pro-gun people. That's been my new thing now. I'm just knowing that I love pro-gun people. You know, some people, they get into firearms for one thing or the other. Me, I like the diversity. I like how different we all are. But still like freedom, still like the United States, still like life. And then there's always some other similarities as well. That's what I get high on, people. Speaking of which, how about you give me a call at 888-772-6262. Let me know how you're doing. Or uh, send me an email to blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. That's my email address and uh, I'll answer you back 
because I care. You can also find me on Twitter. Um, I try to do at least one or two tweets a day. Uh, that's Ken with two N's. Blanchard. That's on Twitter. And Facebook. I'm Pastor Ken Blanchard on Facebook. Facebook is cool because there are a lot of not pro-gun people on there that will be soon. If you keep hanging around me long enough, you're going to find out that we're not all crazy and uh, pro-gun people are nice. And that's my whole reason for being. To show the other side, while others are teaching, I'm preaching. I'm reaching. I'm the chief evangelist for the right to keep and bear arms. One of the things that happened up there at the property was I got a chance to see uh, a boatload of armament. And it's all personally owned weapons, actually. Um, one of the guys up there had, he was representing Airtronic. And Airtronic is a U.S. company that is called Airtronic USA. You can check them out on Jane's, uh, Janes.com. They make a American-made RPG. Now, that's some stuff. There's also a guy out there with a mortar while we were sitting out there. But one of the talkative guys, one of the most friendly guys I met was a guy named Jason. Jason was representing McCann Industries. And Jason was selling all kind of stuff. Not physically, but, you know, just he was so proud of his equipment that he was just following you around, showing you. And you had to get educated because Jason was going for it, man. Well, Jason showed me something he really, really liked, and that was a M1 Garand that had been converted to shoot 450 or 458 Win Mag. That's a beast, but you couldn't tell. Now, what he did was he got this M1 rifle chambered for, chamber normally for 30 odd six. Well, they turned this old war horse into a serious rifle that can take down any game animal on the continent and uh, probably Africa as well. And they, they do it by changing the barrel, changing, I mean, they change a whole bunch of stuff. And I think that you can order this. It takes about a year. You give them the grand and uh, they'll fix it up. I mean, they really do it to it. I mean, it had a mercury dampening system in the butt so that the recoil wasn't bad. They got muzzle brake and they got gas ports out the yin-yang. And what happens is it's like the, the .30-06 usually shoots like a 180-grain bullet out of a standard barrel at about 2,600 feet per second. This wind mag bullet pushes a 225-grain bullet at like 2,900 foot-pounds. I mean, serious, man. I was kind of afraid to shoot the blicky, actually. Uh, I'm trying to keep my shoulder. I like my body parts. I ain't trying to get beat up. But um, this thing was sweet, or smooth, as is the word for today's show. And, uh, you know, grands are tight. 30 odd six, uh, workhorse, been in the you know, military forever in a day. But um, McCann Industries hooked this thing up. And there's a picture 
I might put it on, uh, you might see it on the iPod. It'll be attached to this RSS feed. I got this hat I bought from the surplus store. Make me feel like uh, like I'm hunting something from the continent, but psh, kept the sun off my big head, so it's all good. But the thing kicked like, I'd say, one and a half plus of a shotgun with slugs. So add about a 0.5 to it. Yeah, one and a half plus to the normal kick that you get on a uh, shotgun with slugs, 50 cal round. But still was tolerable. I wasn't sore. Um, didn't get heart arrhythmia. None of that stuff. Just I fired two shots. Actually, it happened so good. And it was like, kind of liked it. So if you want to check it out, check out McCannIndustries.com. And they call it their 458 Magnum Garand. Something else they, they had I kind of like too. They had these knives, man, that were like Klingon tools. They weren't fancy. They were just thick. I mean, they were high carbon. You could tell these were like old school samurai um, knives that you could probably cut other knives with. Um, and they had like a fancy, Jason was like wearing me out with the technical stuff. And I'll try to call him up and, uh, and give you the benefit of his education. Because I'm not doing it justice. I'm just telling you, they had some custom knives from McCann Industries that were the bomb. Not that they looked all that hot. They just were strong. I mean, if you held one, it was like holding a, um, a brick. I mean, in weight. Which to me, if you're going to slice something like an arm or a leg, you want some weight to it. Or chopping trees or limbs or something. All right, today's news section comes live from the Nashville International Airport. So you're going to get a little extra extra added noise in the background. But I'm going to try and see how everything works on location. Is that all right with you? Today, the Tennessee State Senate Bill approved Senate, well, the Tennessee State Senate approved Senate Bill 1610, the Tennessee Firearms Freedom Act, by a vote of 22 to 7. The House Companion Bill, HB 1796, previously passed the House by a vote of 87 to 1. On its way to the governor's desk, the bill states that federal laws and regulations do not apply to personal firearms, firearms accessories, or ammunition that is manufactured in Tennessee and remains in Tennessee. The limitation on federal law and regulation stated in this bill applies to a firearm, a firearm accessory, or ammunition that is manufactured using basic materials and that can be manufactured without the inclusion of a significant parts imported into this state. The bill also states that firearms accessories imported into Tennessee that are subject to federal regulation do not subject a firearm to federal regulation under interstate commerce simply because they are attached to or used in conjunction with a firearm in Tennessee. And it says in quotes, be it the federal government mandating changes in order for states to receive federal funds or the federal government telling us how to regulate commerce contained completely within this state. Enough is enough, urged Judiciary Chairman May Beavers. Our founders fought too hard to ensure state sovereignty, and I am sick and tired of activist federal officials and judges sticking their noses where they don't belong. End quote. Ain't that something? 
I actually heard this um, from my new friend, Tom, who was talking about what had just happened in Tennessee. I just read that to you. And what he was saying was, there's a plan, and this bill is the plan that states like Montana and Tennessee now are going to try to change things so that if you create a firearm, if you make a firearm within the state, you can sell it to somebody within the state without enacting any of federal regulation, keeping the federal government out of the state. So anything that's made inside the state, say you and I get a company together and we build us a firearm and it's made in our state and we live in Tennessee, of course, or Montana, then I could sell you this firearm straight from my store as long as you were a resident of Tennessee. It's trying to get the federal government out of state affairs. Pretty cool. Pretty gutsy move, too, because the government really doesn't care except on the money end. That's the only reason why all this stuff ever comes up. It makes money. If it makes money, then they want their hands in it. And the full text of the bill says that the act to amend Tennessee Code annotated Title IV relative to exempting from regulation under the Commerce Clause of the Constitution of the United States a firearm, firearms, accessory, or ammunition manufactured and retained in Tennessee. See, it goes back to that interstate commerce, um, the big word being commerce. It's always about the money, baby. And then it describes stuff um, and basically says that a personal firearm, a firearm accessory, or ammunition that is manufactured commercially or privately in Tennessee and that remains within the borders of Tennessee is not subject to federal law or law regulation, including registration under the authority of Congress to regulate interstate commerce. They're throwing interstate commerce back in their face. Also in the news this week, we're just remembering David Carradine, who passed away in Thailand uh, this month, June 2009. Can you believe it? Half the year is almost upon us and has gone. 2010, there is the Second Amendment rally of all the biggest of all type. The march may be happening in your city. Check out that secondamendmentmarch.com and see the details. Prince turns 51 this weekend. Wow. When old doves cry. Hey, I'm not saying you're old, Prince, even though you got me by a few years. Me and you are close, man. We're geezing, Doc. Sitting here in the airport and remembering and reminiscing. Hey, don't forget the uh, Father's Day is coming up in a week or two. Remember your dad if you still have one. And uh, if you never had one, treat some guy good. It's just that simple. Don't get all bummed out if you had a rotten dad or your dad was a jerk. Because everybody doesn't come in here perfect and with all the answers. But if you had a great dad and he's still with you, make sure you celebrate life with him. And if your dad has gone on, remember the good times. Don't get sad. Life and love never die. As long as you got your memory, you're good to go. Nashville definitely is Music City. 
almost every other person coming through the airport was carrying a guitar. That's all right. And they're not carrying a guitar, they're carrying a pendulous belly. Barbecue has been very, very good to a lot of brothers up in this camp. You know, for some reason, there's a lot of uh, infidelity going around. And uh, a lot of folks are wondering if they should stay married or not, or get divorced, or go out with that girl who looks a little bit better than their missus, or that guy that acts a little bit better than the husband. A lot of jokes on the internet, too, about affairs and stuff like that. Here's one. Jake was dying. His wife sat at the bedside. He looked up and said weakly, I have something I must confess. There's no need to, his wife replied. No, he insisted. I want to die in peace. I slept with your sister, your best friend, her best friend, and your mother. I know, she replied. Now just lay down and rest and let the poison work. A woman was in bed with her lover when she heard her husband opening the front door. Hurry, she said. Stand in the corner. She rubbed baby oil all over him and then dusted him with talcum powder. And don't move until I tell you, she said. Pretend you're a statue. The husband came up the steps, walked into the room and said, What's this? Oh, it's a statue, she replied. The Smiths bought one and I liked it, so I got one for us. Nobody said anything and he went back to bed. Around 2 a.m., the husband got up, went to the kitchen, and returned with a sandwich and beer. Here, he said to the statue, have this. I stood like that for two days at the Smith's, and nobody offered me a damn thing. All right, this is called the five-finger prayer. Look at your hand. Your thumb is nearest to you. So begin your prayers by praying for those closest to you. They are the easiest to remember. To pray for our loved ones is, as C.S. Lewis once said, a sweet duty. The next finger is the pointing finger. Pray for those who teach, instruct, and heal. This includes teachers, doctors, and ministers. They need support and wisdom in pointing others in the right direction. Keep them in your prayers. The next finger is the tallest finger. It reminds us of our leaders. Pray for the president, leaders in business and industry and administrators. These people shape our nation and guide public opinion. They need God's guidance. The fourth finger is our ring finger. Surprising to many is the fact that this is also our weakest finger, as any piano teacher will testify. It should remind us to pray for those who are weak, in trouble, or in pain. They need your prayers day and night, and you can't pray too much for them. And finally comes our little finger, the baby finger, the smallest finger, which we should place ourselves in relation to God and others. As the Bible says, the least shall be greatest among you. Your pinky should remind you to pray for yourself. By the time you have prayed for all the other four groups, your own words will lead you into the proper perspective and you'll be able to pray for yourself more effectively. Next time you look at your hand, think, 
of this five-finger prayer. The Minister of Defense, the pastor of Paladins, Patriots, and Pistoleros will be right back after these commercials. Have you ever thought about what kind of holster you were going to carry your concealed weapon in? Well, have I got a holster for you. Crossbreedholsters.com. Their most famous, the inside the waistband super tuck. One heck of a holster. Crossbreed holsters come with a lifetime warranty and a two-week try-it-free guarantee. That's CrossbreedHolsters.com, or you can reach them at 1-888-732-5011. That's CrossbreedHolsters.com. You're listening to episode 117 of the Urban Shooter Podcast. And now, back to the man who's packing more than a browning. How many of you have watched The Rockford Files? I mean, it was an old show. came out in the 70s with a detective by the name of Rockford. Well, when it first came on, there was an answer to machine. And people always left messages for Rockford. On that vein, if you would like to leave a message for me, for the Urban Shooter Podcast, for shows in the future, as zany as you want them, as silly as you want them to be, as funny to share with other Urban Shooter listeners, I welcome you to do so. And you can send me a audio file for like 20 seconds or five seconds or whatever you can come up with to 888-772-6262. Or you can send it from your iPhone. You can just send me the file. You can call and send the, uh, I think it's an AIFF file or a WAV file if you have a PC-based thing. And just send it to blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. Anywhere you can send it, I'll fix it up. All right? And it goes to something like this. Hi, this is Ken Blanchard. Thank you for calling the Urban Shooter Podcast studio line. Please leave a message. I'll get back to you shortly. Mr. Blanchard, this is the Government Accounting Office. We're doing an audit for the Department of the Navy. On October 3rd, 1986, our records show that you signed out an M1911A1 service pistol, serial number 28011842255. Mr. Blanchard, the firing pin is missing from this service pistol. Please send it to the Armory at Camp Lejeune, 2nd Marine Division, Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Thank you. Hi, this is Ken Blanchard. Thank you for calling the Urban Shooter Podcast studio line. Please leave a message. I'll get back to you shortly. Hey, Ken, you know those rounds I made up for you? The plus P pluses? Um, don't shoot them in your brownie. Uh, I, I'll tell you more later. They're taking me into surgery right now. If you want to get a hold of me, I'm at Holy Cross Hospital, room 413. Whatever you do, don't shoot those rounds in your brownie. Talk to you later, man. This is Ken Blanchard. Thank you for calling the Urban Shooter Podcast studio line. Please leave a message. I'll get back to you shortly. Hey, Reverend Blanchard. This is your buddy, Sean Horton, the Milton Marksman here in Chicago. Glad to know you had a great time out there in Tennessee with Oleg Volk and all the good folks out there. 
But I'm starting to worry about you and this IHOP addiction you have, man. I mean, rumor has it that you're going to start trading in the communion wine for maple syrup. I hope that isn't true. Nah, I'm just messing with you. Hey, keep up the good work, and I'm always listening. Take care. All right, if you've been listening to this for a while, you know that that means it's time for me to check out up here. Thank you for listening, and I hope I made you smile somewhere in there. I want to thank Shadrach, Oleg, Joe from Hero Gear, Jason of McCann Industries, Mark of Crossbreed Holsters, and all of you supporting members of the Urban Shooter Association. I want you to know that I got big plans for the Urban Shooter Association, and if you're going to be privy, you got to be involved. Your support for this podcast means more to me than your financial support because I couldn't be as creative, informative, or have any of the stuff I have without you. Thank you so much. We are building a movement. You know that, right? This is going to be a lot bigger, and you'll help me do it with class. You are a class act. Thanks for all my Facebook friends, and thank you for being in my life. I'm looking forward to talking to you next week when we bring something special to the Urban Shooter Podcast. We're going to show some software that nobody else has had before to help new shooters. Don't forget to send some audio for the recorder series. Um, Don't forget to get creative about Zombie Strike. And don't forget to keep in touch. I got a brand new target for the zombie. Makes a trio called Gory the Groom. And you can preview it on KenBlanchard.com under the zombie tab. Don't forget Father's Day coming up soon. And if you have an idea for a show topic, don't forget to send it. If you want to be a guest, even email or call me. Now, I know you have something to say, and I'm always welcome to hear it. You're my friend. Don't forget to check out the other pro-gun podcasters on the Gun Rights Radio Network. And if you like what you heard and you are about what I'm about, consider joining the Urban Shooter Association. Don't forget to tell somebody about the show. Until next week, shalom, baby. Thank you for listening to the Urban Shooter Podcast. Ken would love to hear from you. Email him at blackmanwithagun at gmail.com. Talk to you next week. Network has the best pro-Second Amendment, pro-gun rights podcast available on the net. The podcasts are absolutely free when subscribing using iTunes or Zoom Marketplace. Or if you want, you can just listen from the website. Make sure you visit gunrightsradio.com to subscribe. Podcasting freedom, one episode at a time.